the name of the group members that will be presenting the podcast of medicinal murders are Jose Arcio, Amaya Holmes, Madeline Henry, Taylor Gibbs, and Caleb Waring. This case will be about how in 1983, about 37 years ago, in an unsuspected Chicago area, an event changed America forever. This case looks into the details and the background of how a man tampered with many Tylenol packaging and killed seven people between September 29th and October 21st of the year 1982. This case, until this day, has not been solved and has inspired many copycat murders. These people have entered cyanide inside of Tylenol capsules and put them back randomly on the shelf at the store as if nothing had happened. This case is the reason why most parents in America will check their child's candy after going trick-or-treating, just to make sure nothing harmful is in it. It all started on September 29, 1982. The first victim was a young girl only in 7th grade. Her name was Mary Kellerman. It was a normal Wednesday afternoon when she began to feel she had a sore throat. She was given Tylenol, expecting to feel better soon, only to be found later on the floor again. An account from her mother says, I heard her go into the bathroom. I heard the door close. Then I heard something drop. I went to the bathroom door. I called Mary, are you okay? There was no answer. I called Mary, are you okay? There was still no answer, so I opened the bathroom door, and my little girl was on the floor unconscious. She was still in her pajamas. Later that same day, only a few miles away, three members of the same family died in the same way. The, death ha- the deaths had happened inexplicably and at an alarmingly fast rate. The paramedics had tried everything, and nothing was making sense. After this, three more people had died in a matter of hours. Police traced these killings to their source and finally found that the same thing had killed every one of them. After they unsuspectingly took a Tylenol, they were all laced with a fatal poison called potassium cyanide. Some people may ask, how could someone do this and get away with it? And why didn't they detect anything beforehand? This is a time before any safety precautions had been made. You wouldn't hear warnings on the news telling children not to eat anything unwrapped or tampered with when Halloween came around. The the thought might have not even occurred in a parent's mind. This tragedy leads to Johnson & Johnson. The company responsible for making Tylenol took an active role in the media, issuing mass warnings and calling for the recall or more of more than 31 million bottles of tin. Before the 1982 crisis, Tylenol controlled more than 35% of the over-the-counter pain reliever market. Only a few weeks after the murders, that number plummeted to less than 8%. The dire situation, both in terms of human life and business, 
made it imperative that the John and Johnson executives respond swiftly and authoritatively. For example, Johnson and Johnson developed new product protection methods and pledged to do better in protecting their consumers in the future. They introduced a new tamper-proof packaging, which includes foil seals and other features that would make tampering the ball obvious. This means it probably didn't occur to the company shipping and selling millions of bottled over-the-counter prescription drugs every day, so they didn't think to check. To this day, the killer still hasn't been found. Although this case is still open, some people feel investigators are losing hope. The case is quickly dying down. It isn't nearly as active as it used to be. Investigative agents are retiring, witnesses are old or have already passed away, but some are still optimistic. An example, being a woman named Michelle Rosen, who happens to be the victim's daughter, Mary Rayner, who died after returning home from the hospital where she had had her fourth child, Michelle Rosen, dedicated her life to this case, does not want to back it down. Resulting nationwide scare cost Tylenol's manufacturer Johnson & Johnson millions of dollars in lost sales, sparking at least 200 copycat incidents and led to tougher packaging standards for over-the-counter medicines. One man, James Lewis, claiming to be the Tylenol killer, wrote a ransom letter to Johnson & Johnson demanding one million in exchange for stopping the poisonings. After a lengthy cat and mouse game, police and federal investigators determined that Lewis lived in New York and had no demonstrable links to the Chicago events. That said, he was charged with extortion and sentenced to 20 years in prison. He was released in 1995 after serving only 13 years. Other copycat poisonings involving Tylenol and other over-the-counter medications cropped up again in the 1980s and early 1990s. These events were never as dramatic or as deadly as the 1982 Chicago area deaths. Conspiracy theories about motives and suspects for all these heinous acts continue to be banded about on the internet to this day. Michelle Rosen thinks there is a deeper and more planned out aspect to these malicious murders and that the cyanide has already been placed in the capsules, probably even in the very factory it was being produced, before they had even been shipped out to stores. She had not given up after all these years, saying that all she wants to know is who, who is the one who committed this crime and other Victims' family members feel the same way. They all want justice. Hey, you okay? Uh, 17 stitches. Can you believe it? Yeah. I saw the two before the ditch. How's your head? Wrong. I was wrong. More than that. 
aspirin more than ibuprofen. For headaches, doctors recommend extra strength Tylenol the most. I like a guy to admit he's wrong. I always try to do the best I can for my family, and that includes using a pain reliever I can really trust. For many years, we've taken Tylenol. I discovered Tylenol in the hospital when I had my second child. It worked then, and I've used it ever since. Turns out Tylenol is the pain reliever hospitals use most, and that's been so for more than 10 years. Well, if hospitals trust Tylenol, that confirms my own trust. For relief you can trust, trust Tylenol. Hospitals do. Tylenol. Safety sealed for your protection. It seems that every time you turn around these days, another pain reliever with ibuprofen in it is comparing itself to Tylenol. But you know what they can't say? They can't say they're gentler than Tylenol, because they're not. Tylenol won't irritate your stomach the way ibuprofen sometimes can. That's a medical fact. And is it any wonder that today hospitals use Tylenol 14 times more than ibuprofen? Tylenol, the pain reliever hospitals use most. When Billy had a fever, I didn't know who felt worse, him or me. I was never sure just what to give him. Then I found out what more pediatricians give their own kids. Children's Tylenol. To bring down your child's fever fast, trust Children's Tylenol. Children's Tylenol. It makes us both feel better. Trust aspirin-free Children's Tylenol, the one more pediatricians give their own children. Now safety sealed two ways. All bottles are tightly wrapped and all cartons are securely glued.